from Whitley Memorial Baptist Church, except we're not in the church again tonight. Uh, we're coming to you from my kitchen, uh, or excuse me, my wife and I's kitchen, get that right. And so we're coming to you from the kitchen at our house and, um, and uh, for the hour, and we're doing this because of the current COVID-19 situation. And just let you know, we are gonna do this um, via video until it is safe to meet again, because number one, the main thing is the safety of our church family. That is that is the main thing, safety of our church family. Uh, yes, we do wanna reach people with the gospel. That's why we're on here three times a week. That's why we're expanding things. Uh, we do wanna teach the word of God and we're, we're working to get that out even more. And so we wanna do that. But the main thing is safety of church family. And so we'll continue to do this as long as we need to. And uh, I hope you will join us. And I do pray that you'll get a blessing. Now tonight, before we get into the Bible, the word of God, we do want to pray and want to pray before we open the scriptures tonight. And there are several things that uh, several folks we need to pray for tonight and and uh, several things we do need to ask you to pray about. And we're going to I'll mention them. And then I'm going to pray and I'm going to ask you to pray with me tonight. If you would pray with me and I want you to pray about these things this week. Would you please do that with me? Would you pray with me about these things? Number one, I want you to pray for those families that are suffering loss in this time. You know, the sad part about it is this virus is bringing loss to families and people are succumbing to it. So I'd appreciate it tonight that if you would pray for those who have suffered loss, there are families in heartbreak tonight due to this. So please lift them up in prayer. Secondly, also those that are sick with it, would you pray that the Lord would heal them, be merciful and heal them? Also, would you pray that we would have an end to this virus? Uh, God can do anything. And, you know, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I heal, uh, hear from heaven and will heal their land and forgive their sin. You know, we need to pray. Get Let's get our hearts right, Christian, and let's pray that God would heal our land. Let's do that. Let's do that. And then also tonight, uh, let's pray for our first responders and medical personnel. Please pray for that. I read an article earlier about Italy, how many medical personnel have fallen due to the due to this virus. Do be in prayer for those that God put a hedge of protection around them and take care of them. Also tonight, pray for our political leaders. We need to pray for our mayors and our councils and our governors and our president and the people working on this uh, virus and the things going on. Pray for them that God would give them supernatural wisdom. Please do that. And also tonight, I would ask that you pray for the lost. And friends, if you know somebody that's lost, let's pray that they will get saved. And if you're listening tonight and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, I want to pray for you right now that the Lord would open your heart, that you would come to Jesus. So let's go ahead and pray. Then we'll get into the Word of God tonight. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for the opportunity to do this video, do this live stream. And Father, I thank you for the people that are listening. I thank you for the people that are watching it. And Father, I'm trying to do, keep some type of normalcy through our services of our church through this to help people and encourage people. Now, Father, tonight, I pray that you would touch those families tonight that are suffering. Father, you know some that I know that are suffering. And Father, I pray you give them grace and peace tonight. Father, for those that have special needs tonight that are fighting this virus themselves, they're sick. Father, I pray you'd heal them. Father, I pray through the blood of Jesus that this thing would go away. Father, I pray that you'd heal our land. 
Father, I pray you'd stop this virus in its tracks tonight. Father, I pray that you would just do a work. Father, I pray that you would just uh, pour out your blessings upon our country, but heal us. Father, give our leaders wisdom. Protect our first responders and medical personnel tonight. Protect everybody, Lord. And Father, we just pray that you would just do a mighty work. Father, for those that don't know Jesus right now, I pray the Holy Spirit would go to them and show them their need of Christ and show them how much you love them. And Father, I just pray that you would bless and work for us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you. I hope you'll pray for those things this week. I hope you will. Now tonight, I want you to turn to Acts chapter 2 in your Bible. If you have your Bible, please turn there to Acts chapter 2. Or if you don't have your Bible, you have your iPad, you can look there or on your phone or on your computer or wherever you're looking. Go to Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 2, and uh, get you to look there, if you would please, Acts chapter 2, and, um, and uh, look there. If you would. Also, if you want to share this tonight, if you're watching by Facebook, please do me a favor, share it with others. And also, if you go to Facebook and and uh, if you do that, um, please do me a favor tonight. Please share that and make sure they go to Whitley Memorial Baptist on the religious organization page, not the Baptist church. You can find Whitley under two places on Facebook, but they need to find the religious organization. I know I, I heard that somebody this morning couldn't get to our page because they were looking under Baptist and they were wanting to watch and they couldn't do it. And so they need to go to religious organization. And so uh, if, uh, if you could help them and you can, please share it so people can find it and uh, do that. Um, so that people can see what we're doing and, 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 and listen to this. And maybe if there's somebody's lost, they can hear it. Well, Acts chapter 2 tonight. Acts chapter 2. I want you to look down in verse 37. It's where we're going to pick up. I love preaching from this passage. I've got to tell you, I love preaching because this deals with the church and this deals with the new believers that got saved uh, there in, in the book of Acts after Jesus ascended back to heaven and the Holy Spirit came down. And down in verse 37, we read these words. Now, when they heard this, heard what? Peter's sermon. Now, these are events that took place during the Feast of Pentecost. This is a Jewish celebration. Well, at this time, it's when the Holy Spirit was first giving, given. They spoke in tongues for the very first time, and a crowd came together. Well, everybody thought these people were crazy, but they were hearing things in their own language. So Peter gets up, and he has the opportunity to preach. And after he preaches, that's what you have here in verse 37. It says, now, when they heard this, heard the message of Peter, says they were pricked in their heart. What is that? That was Holy Spirit conviction. They were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Verse 39, for the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, save yourselves from this untoward generation. Now verse 41, verse 41. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and in breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. Verse 44. And all that believed were together and had all things common, and sold their possessions and goods, and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they, continuing daily with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God 
and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Now, great passage of scripture, but I want to draw your attention back to verses 41 and 42, if we could. Verses 41 and 42 says, Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls, and they continued steadfast in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. Now, here's what we see in verse 41. Three things. You see three things there. Number one, these people received the message that Peter preached. In other words, they accepted the message and they repented. In other words, they became believers in Jesus Christ. They became believers in Jesus Christ. So that's the first thing you see. They receive, they gladly receive the word. But notice the second thing then. They got baptized. Notice he said, then they that gladly received his word were what? Baptized. My friend, after you get saved, after you accept Christ as your savior, after you become a believer in him, you need to get baptized. In other words, those who, those who received got baptized. Now think about this. There's no baptism without acceptance of the message. There's no baptism without belief or repentance. Belief and repentance, accepting the message of Christ comes first. Then somebody gets baptized to show that they have accepted Jesus as their Savior, to show that they are trusting Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Now, that's the second thing. So number one, they got saved. They accepted the message of Christ. After they got saved, they, became, they got baptized, okay? And again, everybody who gets saved, needs to be baptized as a sign or, or symbol of their salvation. Then number three, after they got baptized, they became part of that church in Jerusalem. Look at verse 41 again. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. 3,000 souls. Now, notice what happened. They became part of that church. Now, notice the word added there. Notice the word added. It says that they were added. There was added. Now, the word added there means to add or to join to. In other words, these 3,000, about 3,000, that got saved and baptized were added to the 120 that already existed. They became part of that church. They became part of the church. Now, get this, and, and I want you to understand this very clear tonight. God's design for you after you get saved is to become part of a church family to become part of a local group of believers. In other words, you get saved, God's design, you are to become part of a church. Now, let me tell you tonight, if you're saved, you're a child of God, and you're not part of a church, can I tell you something? You need to find a church, and you need to get in that church. After all this COVID-19 thing is done, and churches start to reopen again, you need to find a church that preaches and teaches the Bible, the Word of God. You need to find a church that stands for the truth of Scripture, you need to find a church that stands for the foundational truths of the Christian faith. You need to find a church where you can get involved in serving God. And then you need to go to that church. You need to tell the pastor, if you haven't been baptized, you need to get baptized. You need to get baptized. You need to become a member. And then you need to be faithful to that church. You need to be faithful to go and grow and support it and get involved and serve God together in that church. That's what you need to do. That's what I. Th that's that's what we see here, and you will see that that's what happened here in the Book of Acts on the day of Pentecost. Here in this passage, these people got saved, they got baptized, they became part of the church. Then you know what else happened? Look at verse forty-two. You'll see what else happened in verse forty-two. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread 
and in prayers. Now, notice what it says. These people that got saved, these people that got baptized, these people that became part of this group of believers, these 3,000 people, about 3,000, notice what they did. Baptized, became part of that church. Then the Bible says they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and prayers. Now, what does it mean there where it says they continued steadfastly? What does it mean there? Basically, that little phrase, continued steadfastly, has the idea that those who started continued. Those who started continued. In other words, they were continuing. They attended constantly upon. It just didn't mean that they met with those believers here and there and yonder. No, these were faithful people. They got saved and they continued to follow Christ. They were persistent and they were faithful to meet together and do these things. You know, learn the apostles' doctrine fellowship, break bread, and pray together. They were faithful to do that. But again, they were constant. They continued. In other words, those who started in the faith continued in the faith. Now, let me just point something out here. One of the marks that a person truly got born again, you know what it is? A mark that a person truly got saved is, is they continue. Jesus said in John chapter 8, verses 30 and 31, he said, you're my disciples if you continue in my word. You know, one of the marks that you truly are saved, that you're a child of God, is your continued faithfulness to follow him and serve him. Somebody said, well, Brother Scott, I got saved 20 years ago. Well, let me ask you something. Are you being faithful to serve him? You need to be in church somewhere. You need to be serving Christ. You need to be praying. You need to be in the word of God. Let me tell you, one of the marks of a child of God is that being faithful to the Lord and faithful to these things. But here, I want you to notice one thing tonight. I could go into the whole verse and look at all four things that it says that they were steadfast in, but I'm not. I want you to look at one thing. Notice it says, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. Now, that's where we're going to stop right now. That's where we're going to look right now. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. Now, I, I know when I mention the word doctrine, that scares some people. Some people are afraid of that word doctrine. Well, let me just tell you, don't let the word doctrine scare you. You know, some people use the word doctrine as like a dirty word. They say, Brother Scott, you shouldn't talk about doctrine. You're hung up on doctrine. Well, yes, I am. You said, but wait a minute, Brother Scott, doctrine divides. Folks, doctrine is supposed to divide. Why? Because there is false doctrine and there is true doctrine. In other words, there is false teaching and there is true teaching. There are some that are teaching things that are not true, and there are some that are teaching things that are true. Now, I want you to think about it, though. Think about the word doctrine for a minute. Now, if you look up the word doctrine here, you know what you're going to find? It means two things, instruction or teaching. So you could actually translate it this way. Notice, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' what? Instruction. Think about it. They continued steadfastly. And the apostles teaching and what they were teaching. So what was going on here is the apostles were teaching people the truths of Christ. He's talking about the instruction that the apostles were teaching about Jesus Christ. In fact, think about this for a minute. Part of the Great Commission was teaching people after they got saved. You know, Matthew 28, 19 and 20 says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, 
and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. So there's the Great Commission. You and I are to go out, make disciples, which is the idea there, get them baptized. But then in verse 20, he said, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. Teaching them. And that's what the apostles are doing here. These people got saved. They got baptized. Now, you know what's going on? They are meeting together as a church, and they are being taught the Word of God. They are being taught the truths of Christ. They are being taught the things of God. And that's what the Great Commission was about. And that's what you see going on here in verse 42. They are being taught the Word of God. Folks, one of the reasons we have church, one of the reasons that we meet together as a church when we do, is to learn about God. One of the reasons we meet together is to learn the teachings of Christ, to learn the scriptures. We meet together so that we can be taught the Bible, the word of God that teaches us about God. That's why we meet together. That's what it's about. That's why at our church, one of the things we emphasize is the preaching and teaching of God's word, the Bible. You know, I got to thinking about this a while back. And at our church, one of the, one of the funny things about it is our church is relatively young in the faith church. And we have people from all kinds of backgrounds coming to our church. And a while back, I kind of looked and, and I noticed about a third of our church family has been added by baptism. They got saved and baptized there. But you know, at our church, we have people that come from all kinds of different denominations come to our church. You say, wait a minute, aren't you a Baptist church? Yes. But you know what? More than a Baptist church, what we are, we are a Bible church. We center on the Bible, the Word of God. And, and, and folks, we're going to center on the Bible, the Word of God. We're going to teach people the Word of God. We're going to instruct people from the Bible, the Word of God. That's why I love going verse by verse like this, so that you can see what's going on. And that's why I preach and teach the Bible, because, well, the apostles taught people the truths of Christ. And then 2 Timothy chapter 4, and verse 2, the commission to the preacher is to preach the Word, not his idea, not his opinion, not psychology, not cute little stories, not cute little stories. But you know what? We are to preach and teach the word of God. And that's why we have church so that people can come together. They can meet together and they can learn the word of God and be taught the word of God and taught the truths of Christ. That's why we do it. And that's what it's about here. That's what we see here. So we see they came to Christ. They got baptized. They became part of the church. And then they were being taught the truths of God. Now, let's change gears a little bit. Right now, day we live in, we live in strange times, folks, strange times. Right now, we cannot meet as a church family. Many churches tonight are having, are not even having service. You know, I thought about this, and one of the things that killed me is when we had to close our doors to people, it killed me because it's like telling a church family you can't meet together. It, it, it killed me, but we did it for the safety of people. We did it for the safety of people. And that's why we've done it. The first Sunday when they said no more than 50, we told people, if you got pre-existing conditions, certain things, stay at home. And I think we had 19 show up. And then the next Sunday they said, well, it's got to be 10 or less. And so, you know what we did? We just said, don't come. We're going to do the live stream. We did it that Sunday. We, we've been doing live stream, but we said, what we're going to do is we're going to do Sunday morning, Sunday night and video night and Wednesday night. We'll do the videos. And so right now we can't meet as a church family. And, you know, there's this new, I don't want to say this is normal because it doesn't feel normal, but, but that's what we're having to do right now. So what we're doing tonight is we're doing it by video. And then we have a podcast that's going out. You know, I got to be honest with you. I never thought we would do a podcast. I, I hear all these people have these podcasts and I'm like, 
number one, I was really unsure what a podcast was, but you know what? We're on podcasts tonight. And, you know, and and people can download the app on their smartphone and go to Podbean Bean, not Beam, Bean.com and get the app and you can listen driving down the road, you know, and hands-free, of course, but you can you can listen to the messages. But you know what we're trying to do? We're still trying to teach the word of God. We're still trying to teach the word of God, get people into the word of God. And also right now, people are having to stay home. You know, there are many people that their jobs are saying, hey, you need to stay home and things like that. And and so some people have extra time because they're home. And, uh, you know, and what do you do while you're home? What do you do while you're home? And I saw an article the other day and I was reading an article and everybody has their ideas what you need to do. You know, some people have exercise regiments, um, you know, and and uh, different things like that. And and but I saw an article the other day that said uh, things, you know, and this article basically said movies to binge on on excuse me, movies to binge watch on TV while you're at home. And I thought about that for a minute. I got a better idea. With this time at home, if we have extra time and we're at home because maybe the jobs don't want us there or something like that, or we have a lot of extra time where we can't get out, we can't go here, we can't go there and all that, why don't we spend some extra time reading and studying the Bible? Why don't we do that? That is my encouragement to you tonight. While you've got some extra time at home, now you may not have any, but you know you may have children running around and things like that, you know, trying to homeschool or whatever, but can I can I encourage you just don't just don't depend on a video or a podcast to get your nourishment of the word of God. Get in it yourself. Spend some time reading. Spend some time studying the Bible. Spend some time meditating upon it. You know, read devotionals and things like that. You know, and and let me encourage you to get into the Bible. Now, I know what somebody's going to say, but Brother Scott, I come to church because, you know, the preacher or you help me understand the Bible. Well, yes, that's my job. My job is to show you what the Bible says. But you know what? You can also understand the Bible. You can understand the Bible yourself. You know, you don't have to have, and, and, and I know I'm kind of shooting myself in the foot here. You don't have to have me to teach you the Bible. Yes, that's part of why I'm here to help you grow in your faith. I'm here to help you learn the word of God. I'm here to challenge you in the word of God. We're to meet together to edify and build each other up. You know, a lot of people forsake the church and they forsake that meeting together. According to Hebrews 20 to 25, where he says, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. But I'm here to tell you tonight that you can understand the word of God. Now, I know some people say, well, bro, Scott, I'm reading in the Old Testament some, some books of the Bible. And let me tell you, there are some books of the Bible that are harder to understand than, than others. You know, I tell people when they first start reading the Bible, don't jump to the hardest books. Go to John, then 1 John, the Philippians. Read those books first. You know, and if you can't understand a lot of other things, read through John several times. You know, a couple chapters a day. I mean, the book of John, which tells you about Jesus, which is the gospel belief, which, which gives you uh, miracles to prove who Jesus is and shows you so that you can have faith in Christ. And then 1 John, so you can have assurance of salvation. Then Philippians, so you can have joy. But I'm here to tell you tonight, you can understand the Bible. 
So do me a favor, open your Bible and read it. Open to John 1 and read. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. You say, I don't understand all that. Well, if you look at the Word, in the beginning was the Word. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. So you know the Word was with God, and the Word was God, okay? Come down to verse 14. It says, and the Word was made flesh. Who became flesh? Jesus did. See, that's why you study. That's why you put scripture together. That's why you look at things. Well, Brother Scott, I don't have commentaries like you do. Hey, can I tell you what the first, the best commentary on the Bible is? It's the Bible itself. That's the best commentary on the Bible. Tonight, did you hear me put verse 42 together with Matthew 28, 20? That's the best commentary on the Bible. If you look at verses 41 and 42, and then look at Matthew 28, 19 and 20, you see the Great Commission being practiced, being making disciples, baptizing them, and then teaching them the things of Christ. You have it in practice right there. But I'm here to tell you tonight that you can understand the Bible. Now, the question comes, how? How can you understand the Word of God? Well, let me give you four keys tonight to help you understand the Bible, the Word of God. Four keys. Number one, you must be saved. Somebody's going to say, bro, Scott, you keep saying that. You keep talking about being born again and being saved. Can I tell you why I keep saying that? Because number one, you know what Jesus said? You must be born again. You know the reason Jesus came to die is so that you and I could be saved or rescued from the condemnation of God. You and I have to be saved if we're going to go to heaven. That's why I keep emphasizing it is because that's the message people need to hear today is they need to be saved. But I want you also to understand tonight that if you're going to understand the Bible, you've got to be saved. You've got to be saved. First Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14, and I'm going to read to you, says, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Have you ever had somebody that's lost pick up the Bible and read something? They said, that's nuts. You know why they said that? It's because they're lost. I don't expect a lost person to really understand and get the Bible. Why? Because what they need is they need to be saved. In other words, if you want to understand the Bible, you, guess what? You, guess what? Need to be saved. You need to know Christ as your Savior. And the first thing the Holy Spirit needs to do to a lost person is to convict them of their sin and of their need of Jesus Christ. That's what the Holy Spirit does. It opens a person's heart, opens their understanding. Uh, we used to call it awakens them to their need of Christ, awakens them to their lost condition so that they can make Jesus Christ their personal Savior. That's what the Holy Spirit does. So my friend, if you want to understand the Bible, if you want to be able to understand it, you must be saved. Can I ask you, are you saved? Do you know Christ is your Savior? My friend, John 3, 16 tells you, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. My friend, God loved you so much, so much that he sent Jesus down to go to the cross to die for you, be buried, rising in the third day so that you can have eternal life and miss the judgment of God, miss that condemnation so you would not have to perish. And if you're willing to repent and by faith accept Christ, he will save you, my friend. He will save you. You must be saved. Number one, that's the first key. If you want to learn the Bible, you must be saved. Number two, you want to learn the Bible? You want to understand the Bible? Rely upon the Holy Spirit. Rely upon the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians chapter two here, the same passage talks about how you and I 
understand the word of God. Now, let me explain. Let me read this and then let me explain. He said, uh, verse 9, 1 Corinthians 2, 9. But as it is written, I have not seen or ear heard, nor, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us. He's saying, hey, people don't understand or know what God's given them. But then he comes down to verse 10 and says, but I want you to understand that God has revealed it unto us. He's going to tell you how. But God hath revealed them unto us by his what? Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Now we have not received, excuse me, now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in words which man's wisdom teacheth, but in the Holy Ghost, uh, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Now think about that for a minute. He's talking about the Holy Spirit showing us the things of God. My friend, let me tell you what happens the day you got saved. The Holy Spirit took up residence inside of you. You say, wait a minute, what happened? Jesus said that when he left, he would send the Holy Spirit and he would be in you, John the book of John. He would be in you. Think about that. He would be in you. First Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 19 and 20 tells us our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. So my friend, if you're saved, you have the Holy Spirit in you. The Bible says if you don't have the Spirit of Christ, you're none of His. So if you're saved, you have the Holy Spirit there. You know what one of His jobs is? As you read the Bible and look at the scriptures, one of His jobs is to open your understanding of the scriptures. That's one of his jobs. As you read the Bible, he is to take it and show it to you and let you see the word of God. That's one of his jobs, one of his jobs. So number two, rely upon the Holy Spirit. Rely upon the Holy Spirit. It's his job to teach you. I love what John 16 says. He will teach you all things. I love it. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. And so, my friend, as you re read the word, ask God, say, Lord, let the Spirit of God show me what's in your word. Number three, you want to understand the Bible? Number one, you must be saved. Number two, rely upon the Holy Spirit. Number three, you want to understand the scripture? You want to understand the Bible? You want to be able to understand it? Submit yourself to the will of God. Think about that for a minute. You say, wait a minute, what does that have to do with anything? What does that have to do with anything? Well, let me tell you. Jesus himself said it in John chapter 7. He said these words in John chapter 7 and verse 17. He said this, If any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. Submit yourself to the will of God. Hosea 6 and verse 3 says, Then shall we know if we follow on to know the Lord. Hey, you want to know the truth of the word of God? Submit yourself to the will of God and say, Lord, not my will, but thine be done. Be faithful to him and follow him and get in the will of God. You say, what is the will of God? Is doing that which God would have you to do. Didn't Jesus talk about that in, in, the, uh, in the Lord's Prayer? Where he said, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Isn't that what Jesus said in the Garden of Gethsemane? He said, Father, not my will, but thine be done. He submitted himself to the will of God. Isn't that what he says when we pray? We are to pray according to his will. 
Folks, we are to submit ourselves to the will of God. When we pray about things, Father, not my will, but thine be done. You know, pray about things, but say, Lord, here I am. I'm yours. I'm going to do your will. And just say, Lord, I'm yours. Lead me. And he will. And then number four, fourth key to understanding the Bible. Number one, you must be saved. Number two, rely upon the Holy Spirit. Number three, submit yourself to the will of God. Number four, study the word. Study the word. You say, wait a minute, bro, Scott, those others were a little bit, uh, yeah, this one takes a little bit of work. This takes a little bit of work. Study the word. 2 Timothy 2.15, but study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Study, and I love the word, a workman. Did you catch that? In other words, there may be some labor in studying. There may be some labor in studying. You know, I prepare right now, I'm preparing three messages a week. I used to prepare four. I did a Sunday school class, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. You know, for me to do it accurately, it uh, to do it right, it takes work. And it takes me studying and it takes me comp comparing scripture with scripture so that I can make sure that I do what? Rightly divide the word of truth. Folks, it is easy to get up and teach false doctrine. It is easy to get up and tell people the wrong things. And let me tell you, you got to be careful when it comes to the Bible. And make sure that you are following the leading of the Holy Spirit. You are doing his will. And to make sure you're studying, looking what the Bible says, comparing scripture with scripture. What am I saying? Get into the Bible. Study it out. Study it out and see what the Bible says. See what the Bible says. Uh, many of you know, um, I've been challenged trying to, and I'm not talking about challenged by somebody else, but kind of challenged having a struggle. Um, my other Bible is kind of uh, falling apart. It's been taped up. I've taped the back up. I've had to tape inside pages up. I've got pages that are ripping. Some of it have brown spots on it and I've underlined a lot and things like that. I still use it. You know, the cover's falling apart and things like that, but I'll still use it once in a while. But I've been, I've been struggling trying to transition to a new Bible. And when I went to get a new Bible, I only had one condition really of it that I wanted. And you know what that was? I wanted what was known as center column references. You say, what is that? That is in the middle of the Bible. The only thing I want, you can get the Bible, just the Bible where you'd get just now. Mine's a red letter edition where the words of Jesus are in red, but um, you can get it to where between the columns or at the bottom of the page, like down here, it has references and you can look over and there'll be little uh, um, letters in here like A, B, C, D, E, F, G that points you to the middle and it, it'll it'll point you to other passages of the Bible that have some similar things in it that deal with what you're dealing with. And that was the only thing I wanted so that I could compare scripture with other scripture more easily. And you know what that was for? That was for study. That was for study. The, the Bible I have that I used for years to preach from didn't have that. And I thought, you know, that would be easier to, to, to study with if I had that. Why? So that I could understand the scriptures better. That was the only reason I wanted it, so I could understand it better. My friend, let me encourage you. Get into the Bible and study it, read it, meditate on it, see what it says. Why do we need to do that? Why do we need to get into the Bible? Now, again, you can understand it, but why should you and I get into the Word so that you and I can grow in our faith? 2 Peter 3.18 says, But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Grow in grace. 
First Peter 2, 2 says, but desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Get into the word of God so that you can grow in your faith, grow in knowledge. Why? So that you can be a stronger Christian, grow to maturity, and also so that you can be one that defends the truth of scripture according to 2 Peter 3 and verse 15, or 1 Peter 3, 15. Where he says, but sanctify the Lord God in your heart and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you the reason of the hope that is in you. Be ready. My friend, get into the word of God tonight. You can understand it. Spend some extra time studying. Don't let your faith lapse during this time of being stuck at home. Get into the Bible. Spend some time reading. Besides, it'll give you peace of heart and mind. Peace of heart and mind. Can I ask you two questions tonight? Number one. Are you saved? Do you know Christ is your Savior? If not, right now, why don't you make Jesus your Savior? And then number two, are you growing in your faith? My friend, you're not going to grow apart from the Word of God. This is your spiritual food. Just like you need food to live, you need this food, the Word of God, to be able to grow in your faith as a child of God. Are you growing in your faith tonight? Let's pray tonight. Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your love. Father, I pray the Holy Spirit would just touch our hearts. Father, somebody under the sound of my voice that's lost, I pray they'd be saved tonight. Father, I just pray that you'd work. Touch them and show them their need of Jesus. Father, there's a child of God listening tonight that needs to grow and get into the Bible. Help them to do it. Help them to understand this is their food. And Father, help us all to be faithful to you in these hard times and continue steadfastly to follow you. Help us to be those kind of Christians. Just bless now tonight, Father. We ask in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Now, folks, if you've prayed and asked the Lord to save you tonight, reach out to us and let us know. You can reach out through Facebook, through send a little note, or what you can do is you can you can reach out through our, our website, wiltlymemorial.com, and there there's a contact. And on that contact, you can hit that, and it'll come up with a contact form, and you can send a, a note directly to me. Let me know you got saved. God bless you tonight, and thank you for listening.